Hello and welcome once again to the How Long to Beat podcast. As always, I'm Rick, joined by Alex. Hello. And Paola. Hello. We've got like the whole gamut of weather conditions at the moment. Paola's in sweltering heat. Alex is in allegedly minus 40 degree cold. You can check um, it. <laughs> I sure. I mean, here in Blighty, it was like minus two or minus three for a little while there. And we were all acting like it was literally the ice age and the yeah. end of the planet. And now it's like back up to sort of 10 degrees and rain. And we're all like grumble, grumble. <laughs> I but know. Like the happy grumble. <laughs> yeah. We're lucky. Like technically the official, like, you know, temperature is minus 30, but we have wind chill here. That's so intense that it feels like minus 40. So you walk outside and it's just like, you, it's, it's horrifying. My beard literally freezes while I'm outside and there's nothing. It's just the natural moisture in the beard just like starts to icicle. And it, it like you can, I can feel it harden on my face. Cause you know, it bends with me. Not when I'm outside in minus 40 weather. Gosh. Well, you, you snow, we're going to lead in with the games that we've beaten, retired and been playing. Um, by which I mean the games that I've beaten, the games that Alex has retired. And then the games we've all been playing. Um, including how long to beat the game Citizen Sleeper. Um, and then this week, our topic um, for the third time since we've been doing this podcast um, is like a, a, a review of what our goals for the year in gaming were, how well or how badly we've managed to stick to those and what we're going to aim for next year. Uh, and then we should we should have time to finish out with another round in the latest version of the new format of... How, How long, long to, to be, be the, the game? game. <laughs> right, shall I, uh, shall I just jump in? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've you might as well. <laughs> Three little games. And it's been a bit of a weird one because December's a fucking busy month. So yes, it is. these were all completed like right at the start of the time. And then um, it, it's just been like little bits of plugging away at all my other sort of currently playing. So three relatively short completions. Um, first one, which if memory serves, I was more or less right at the back end of when we last recorded dynamite heady. Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> what I liked about it is it had that sort of Rayman feel of like this wacky, slightly surreal world. Um, this character obviously where not all the limbs are properly attached, uh, but it does a few interesting things with the fact that your head sort of flies off in different directions um, very mild spoiler. One boss that was particularly fun um, had the boss targeting your head, and the way to avoid one or two of the attacks was to fire your head upwards into the air, so that when the boss aimed at it, your head would revert back down to where your body was, and you would be out of harm's way. Uh, and there are lots of little clever touches like that in various aspects of the game design um, that really elevate it. I have to say, you save states a lot. It's not a very forgiving game, um, but it's also not incredibly long and and you know for the couple of hours that i spent with it i had a really good time um, it's been really really fun going through all of these uh treasure sort of back catalog games one by one by one um i'm just double checking which one's next up on the list it's either alien soldier or light crusader i think they're the other two genesis games um something like that anyway my spreadsheet's not playing nice and loading um, but that's what we're looking at uh, second of the three games I completed, and this is one that I rushed to get on before it left Game Pass. Uh, this is Record of Lodos War, D-Lit in Wonder Labyrinth. Uh, it's really good, actually. It's one that um, friend of the podcast, Tiamat, had actually sort of played and, and sort of recommended 
as a Metroidvania, and it is pretty good. Worth saying, the story is both predictable and utterly superfluous, unless you are <laughs> already invested in the Lodos War um, universe, let's say. I think there's an anime. I know there's a couple of TurboGrafx-16 RPGs. Um, I played this for its gameplay and its combat in and of itself. Um, the thing it does to differentiate itself, it has like an Ikaruga-style two-color mechanic. Um, when you have one color equipped, you absorb attacks of that color, and hitting enemies with one color um, powers up the other. Um, and it's the kind of thing where you want to sort of hold on to all the power, and if you get hit, you lose some of it. Um, I'm doing a pretty poor job of explaining it, but it, it's well integrated <laughs> into the gameplay itself. Um, definite sort of wearing its heart on its sleeve, sort of Symphony of the Night inspiration situation. And that's by no means a bad thing because Symphony of the Night is a classic for a reason. Um, this one probably feels a little bit on the linear side, um, which, you know, some people's a plus for Metroidvania, some people's a minus. I don't necessarily fall into either camp particularly. Um, the combat feels really, really good overall. Um, and the game is very, very short overall. I, from memory, I think I was playing sort of for, for four to five hours. Um, and it, it was definitely good value for that time. Five hours, 45 is my main story time. And that was mostly just sort of um, following the critical path, taking the odd diversion, but not particularly giving them too much thought. Um, when it was on Game Pass, easy recommend. I think this is absolutely one to pick up as a sale Metroidvania. Um, I gave it an 8 out of 10, and I think it, it's on the cusp of being a Metroidvania 8 that can still be one you recommend um, because the the color mechanic, in my view, is enough to differentiate it. Uh, the pixel art is incredible. Uh, the music's quite good to go with it, and the combat absolutely holds its own. So when you put the whole package together... Um, great time overall one other thing it does that's unique but maybe a little bit underbaked um you have like a free aim uh bow and arrow that uses mp and um it's mostly used for um traversal and unlocking doors there is the odd enemy that it's useful in the odd situation that's useful but generally in combat you will just be using your melee weapons um so yeah pretty good reasonably strong recommendation um, for mind, have either of you two played this one? I don't know that you have, Alex, but I've got a good feeling that you might have done. No, no, mm -hmm. I, I saw it and was like, eh, I'm good. It uh, like just for the type um, game at the time, but you know, if it ever, if it's ever back on game, so many of these small games just like seem to rotate through the service. Um, mm. I, I might try again, but yeah, I mean, it, it's one where like you're not necessarily missing anything, not going for it. Yeah, but. It is good if you do find it sort of yeah. coming up in your rotation. And you said no as well, Paola. I did say no. Actually, I haven't even said about even care about the game. So, I mean, it's a niche within a niche, right? Like the, yeah. the record of Lodos War anime isn't something I'd heard of before the game. Um, and I, I, I don't know that it's even still ongoing, but it, it, it's not a big franchise. I think that's fair to say. Um, but the game's good. And finally, um, 
a yeah you buried the goddamn game. lee on this one <laughs> i did so <laughs> let, let's just rip the band-aid off the the title of the last game i played is called he fucked the girl out of me this is an itch.io game um which has a playable sort of game boy rom um that's how i played it i played it on a game boy advance through the, the flash cart um it, it's a pretty heavy game so if that's not what you're about feel free to jump to alex's retirement in the timestamps. um this is kind of a kinetic novel with a couple of interactive segments um if we were so inclined there's absolutely an is this a game argument but i think putting that to one side um it is a fascinating biographical tale of um an individual coming to terms with their trans identity while also being a sex worker and their personal experiences of that, of that situation. It's so outside anything that I could sort of have any personal concept of understanding. And I think that's what made it so fascinating to experience. I didn't feel it was appropriate to give it a rating because it didn't feel like that kind of an experience. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I enjoyed it, I wouldn't necessarily say I didn't enjoy it. I would say that I felt it was very worthwhile to experience. It's not massively long, maybe maybe 20, 25 minutes. Um, I played it over the course of a single train journey. Um, and the, the writing is very engaging. Um, you can tell that the author is really sharing a lot in the story that they tell um and they're very upfront about it they're, they're very upfront about a lot of um components to it um and and without spoiling anything because I, I do think this is truly something that's worth experiencing there are a couple of real gut punches um in the story that's told um i think you'd both a how to phrase this i think you would both appreciate the experience that this is i think you would both uh, take a lot from the narrative. I think it's the kind of thing you would both engage with. Um, and I think for a lot of our community, people who are open to trying out this sort of um, nuanced, a bit different, you know, not mainstream thing, um, it, it's a story that deserves to be heard and it's a very interesting playthrough. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at the the site there, and the art style is very like I'm I'm amazed it's Game Boy Color stuff. I'm like, oh damn! So yeah, I'm looking forward to trying this mm. out. Actually, like looking at it, I was like, this sounds interesting. You sold me for sure on this. So uh, the title definitely uh, it hits you at first, but then like once you go to the page, I was like, oh, I see. Um, and it is it is sort of um, it has shock value, but it is also very much um narrative kind of. yeah part of the story it fits yeah. the story that's being told it's not just um like a, a a clickbait sort of thing um and it's worth saying this is um this is a game that was written about on destructoid that's how i came across it oh, okay. um i was I like it, yeah it, how did you figure out find out about this <laughs> and i will put the link in the in the show notes if you don't necessarily want to play the game and i get that given everything that we said around it um I think the article is still well worth a read. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're on the fence, read the article. It, it probably is a little bit more eloquently talks about the ins and outs and surroundings of the game. And, you know, if you want to try at that point, there's a link in the article to do so. 
Um, but yeah, I think, I think <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it, it, it pops on original hardware. Like it, the art is really well realized. Um, I think in a lot of respects, it complements the tale as well. Um, and there's something surreal about the story that's being told, being told through um, the, the sort of low poly Game Boy thing. I think it does elevate um, the narrative. Yeah, I like that. That's such an interesting way to, to do your narrative. Like, well, anyway, that's great. I love it. I love it. You know, Game Boy, anything I'm like uh, sold immediately. <laughs> mm. I mean, there's definitely like a bigger discussion to be had, but I feel like one that requires we've all played it and yeah, given the audience ample opportunity it. to do so. Maybe one for the future. Anyway. Um, so they'll definitely check this out. So at least next time. Next, next time. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, so speaking of things you checked out, Alex, uh, that's all yeah. of my completions, but you've got two retirements. The first of which I must say was, was pretty expected. The second, quite unexpected on my part. Yeah. Well, the second one, I'll start there. Return to Monkey Island. It, I I just, I started playing Citizen Sleep. <laughs> I hmm. can't play two PC games at once. <laughs> Not with that uh, attitude. So it just kind of vanished. This is, again, one of those ones where I'm like, I'll be back. But I, I stopped at a place that's very natural because it's it's literally just kind of like right after the tutorial when the sort of games just starts. And let's be honest, you, it, you don't really need the tutorial that much. They kind of let you skip through it because um, it's a point and click adventure game. So I'm at a good spot to just come back and, pl- and start playing again. Um, the first one is one that obviously was very obvious. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I started playing Halo Infinite. So I just stopped playing Titan. I was like, well, I have another shooter to play. It's literally what it was. Like, I was just like, I'm done. You know, like, like I said with this yeah. one, it's not a bad game at all. Probably an absolute blast in co-op. Um, but it's, it's very much like the Borderland games. They, they don't, they don't get different as you play. They stay exactly the same because your power creeps up. And you simply get guns that maybe do something slightly different as you're playing through. So that's what changes. But the enemies are all basically exactly the same. They might have slight different ways that they attack you, but not much, you know. Um, it's just come in, yeah. shoot, 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 find a few quests, go shoot, 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 etc. So you get burnt on that pretty fast. It's very well refined and it's well made. It's just that you're kind of like, okay, I get it. Um, and so I had my fill, which is exactly what I expected for this game. And uh, so it lived up to, to that expectation. I was like, I'll play it probably for a bit and then get burnt on it. Um, which is the same thing that happened with Borderlands 3. I think that whole series needs a complete rethink at this point. Yeah, I, I, but is Gearbox the right team to do it? I mean, two no. DLC season passes, the second of which was like what most people are giving away for free in a Battle Royale mode. Exactly. You do they have won't. to question a lot of the things around it. No. Um, I think in general, um, they're just going to keep pumping them out because I think they're successful enough. Um, yeah. You know, so I think, and they're trying to, you know, make like, are they making a movie or something? So like, I think they're going to double down. Yeah, there's a movie being made. Um, it's either okay. a movie or a TV series, but it, it's one or the other. I think it's a movie though. Um, so they're really trying to double down on like making themselves, you know, these big media properties. So I assume we're going to be unfortunately inundated with a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of this <laughs> shit for the next while. And it's just like, okay. I love Borderlands. Don't get me wrong. I think the world they made is excellent, but it's like, 
the only thing they've ever experimented with was the Tales from the Borderlands, which wasn't even their experimentation. And then when they got it back, they kind of cocked it up. So it's like, uh, okay, I guess maybe the issue is if they did try to experiment, I don't know if they could do it. So nope. I don't think they have the management or the like, uh, like there's too much studio pressure to let them do anything that's like off. But I mean, this is just someone talking completely from the sidelines. So who fucking knows? Um, but yeah, easy to shit talk from here. <laughs> um, anyway, those are all the retirements. Um, why don't we move on to the playing? Uh, Paola, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us what you what you play? You play a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, finally kind of free from university for the time being, and I've been trying to catch up with some games that I I kind of like started a while ago, or some that just release on Game Plus, more on that later. Um, playing with my nephew and stuff like that. So first of all, Guardian Tales, I'm kind of falling out of it. Uh, mainly because I've been doing like all the daily stuff and it gotten kind of repetitive. And I think I mean like, I haven't looked in like in two or three days. So it's like at that its point, I'm just... Mm. <laughs> It is losing its grip, exactly. And I haven't like quite properly experienced like the, the story past certain chapters. So I don't know, there's, I'm not interested enough to go back to the story. And the um, daily stuff has gotten kind of repetitive and boring to me. So I might be returning this one very soon if Unless I go to the store and it's like, oh, this is quite fun, and I go back to it. But <laughs> it doesn't really have much, I want to say it doesn't have much substance, but I don't think that's it. It's more like the gameplay is kind of like so superficial uh, when you're playing the story because you just smash the virtual buttons on your screen and you somewhat you somehow get to the end of the level <laughs> and the story is like serviceable enough to get you through the game but it's not fun enough to give me um coming back so yeah. i think this one is a goner soon or will be a goner soon um well, another game that won't be a goner soon is pokemon white because i'm I don't think I've made much progress in this week, but I am quite interested in seeing the story through. Uh, as I said, as I previously stated, this one is like one of the more interesting stories told in a Pokemon game, which I know the bar isn't like really high, but they kind of like play with some concepts that is like, wait, we never questioned this. How will we do it now? So it. It kind of like it is more interesting, like uh, than other games. Um, uh, the fact that I making like the randomizer thing makes it more fun, and I'm not obligated to use the newer the quote unquote new Pokemon at that time. Uh, because we don't have like a proper like on the story, you only have access to Unova Pokemon. But if you're using a randomizer, you have uh, access to any Pokemon that are in Jesus' throws at you. 
And I'm not a big fan of the black and white Pokemon. That's one reader. I'm not a big fan of the Pokemon introduced on Unova. Mm. Uh, so, um, like that is like the barrier always like i like uh certain pokemon designs of others and one problem that both black and white and um scarlet and violet has is that i think it's one of the weaker um regions design wise i've heard that yeah and i know like the first generation of pokemon done they don't have like the most imaginative designs, like just a bird or just um, a, a, a Pokeball turning into, Poke uh, into a Pokemon or something like that. But the, like it has nostalgia going for them. So for, for that part, like, okay, they were cool when they came out. People like me are nostalgic about them. So we keep using them. But other generations like black and white and Scarlet and Violet don't have that one for them, so weaker designs means Paula is not happy. Hmm. Anyway, back to the um, playings. Um, another game that I'm playing quite a lot is Guitar Hero World Tour, and we managed to sync the microphone with the game. So I am pretty much the vocalist. My boyfriend is a um, guitarist easier play, whatever, and uh, we've been playing through some uh, Green Day uh, songs mm -hmm. because you can mod the game to have the songs from other rock band or Guitar Hero games, so we did that. And it has been a lot of fun, though I have to say one of the songs that I was kind of like disappointed in how they, I guess, map it or chart it is um, Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen. Oh, because I do remember, hmm. I do remember, I do remember playing like one version of that song and having a problem with it. But since it has like a lot of voices, it means that the game designers have to choose one of the voices to put in the chart and they kind of like pick the all the wrong ones or like try mm. to mix and match them and that went horribly bad mm. so that was that wasn't fun to to try to sing along to <laughs> um but overall it has been a lot of fun when you're not Trying to sing all voices at the same time of my memory, so it can be a lot of fun. Another game that I've been kind of like slowly making progress through is Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. And I'm still at the second palace. I just moved a little bit, got the item of the palace, which I forgot which was, because that was like at the start of the week. And Okay, so another game that I've been playing is Terraria, and this is because my nephew was starting to play Terraria, and he was like, hey, you want to play? And the only version that I had at the time was the PC version. So lucky for me, Terraria was on sale, like 50% off on the Nintendo eShop, so I was able to buy it at 
and not so surprised and play with my nephew over the live over the online thing in Terraria. <laughs> and I have to say, since I haven't been able to play like a lot lately because, well, university is a thing. Um, he pretty much went his way and got like all the cool equipment and then I came back and there was like a a, a village where there where there was only a house before and suddenly my sister was playing too and we have like a whole community on on that little uh on the little village and I was like hey what were you doing like when I was away oh, we discovered the city in the sky or something like that. I'm like, I didn't even know there was like uh, a city in the clouds on Terraria. And now I know, but I can't even get there because I don't have the equipment to get there. So I have to probably quickly catch up or just play builder and just continue building the village and my little house that I have. Which, by the way, I'm building a house in Terraria, and I'm trying to have like one room of each uh, material. And it is nothing fancy. It's just like a rectangle and with some furniture, and I call that a room. <laughs> and this pile of rooms is my house. And yeah, that checks, I think. And yeah, I I just been building stuff and trying exploring the world, trying to get to anywhere my nephew hasn't been yet, so I can loot whatever just has been has been left untouched, <laughs> which is quite difficult because he has explored like every nook and cranny of that world. Um, but still, I've been having a lot of fun. For some reason, each time I check in into Terraria, there's a blood moon, so a red moon. I don't know how they're called here. And so the first, I don't know, 10 minutes of each gaming session on Terraria is just trying to survive. I'm fighting for yes. my life. Uh, that aside, it has been a lot of fun. A, a nice chance to, to talk with my nephew and with my sister, which we don't get to do talk too much like during the year because university. So it has been nice. Another game that I've been playing because of my nephew is the Land of Zelda Breath of the Wild because he, is, he he called me one day and he said, hey, can we do a Zelda bingo? And he's like, okay, let me generate the thing. Uh, these are our 25 missions and he literally just did one of the missions and then he invited me to play Terraria and we haven't played since. <laughs> so I don't know if that bingo is still ongoing. I still have the tab open on my browser just in case. But something tells me he completely forgot we were doing that bingo. Um, the last two I just games thought that you're blaming your nephew on you playing Breath of the Wild like you weren't going to do that anyway. What? <laughs> I, I, I was just saying, I love that you're blaming your nephew on why you're playing Breath of the Wild as though you wouldn't have just played it irrespective. 
She's like, shut up. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> don't I at was, me like that. I, don't at me like that. I, I, I'm going <laughs> to still be playing my main save file on Breath of the Wild, but after a little something that I'll talk about later. And uh, that aside, thank you for asking me like that. But that aside, um, we have two newer games that have been added to what well, one has been added to Game Pass kind of recently, the other one not so recently. But the one I was very looking forward to, and I actually have on my uh, Steam wish list and have to quickly take out of it because it is on Game Pass, is Potion Craft, Alchemy Simulator. This game finally got like a full release, and I'm so happy because I've been waiting for it for ages. Like ever since I played it on the Steam Next Fest, when I don't know, there has been many Steam Next Fest or Steam Game Fest. But this game is about you being a, an alchemist moving into a little village and finding a you found a house and then you start making potions to make a living. But also there's like a second thing, like a, I guess like a proper, I don't know if it's like a proper storyline, but like proper missions that you have to accomplish. You have a diary where you have like all the missions for each chapter that you are going to complete, like making a certain potion, um, purchasing like an expansion to the alchemy machine, or just using the alchemy watching to make a certain thing and stuff like that. Oh, or, or having like a certain rep reputation or popularity um, on your job. So as the game goes on and the days go on, you start like your story gets more popular and you get different kinds of uh, clients. They initially just ask for simple things like something to place on the rat or like a health potion um, because they're sick and they need a health potion to recover. And then you start getting attention from the adventurers and they want potions to get stronger, faster, more dexterous. And you have to expand like your potion repertoire um and try to um uh, give your an inventory of ingredients so you can create those potions so you, you can sell to people so you eventually are able to get more ingredients to explore this little map. The way you make potions here is very interesting because you have a map. Imagine you have a map on your wall and each time you get an ingredient on that potion or on that um, cauldron, um, you get like a little pathway on your map and each ingredient will make a different path. And if you um, steer the pot, then your little icon of, hey, you're here in the map, will start walking that road. And uh, you can grind your ingredients 
to make your ingredients more potent, and that way you can get farther in the map with a single ingredient. It's kind of complicated. I know I don't know if um, I'm explaining it well or if at all. It sounds a lot like strange horticulture. Mm, not quite, because in strange horticulture you have to call, uh, go to different locations on a map and collect the ingredients or like the plants, and then you have your plants. In this case, you get the ingredients either for from your um, little garden or from uh, from sellers. And in this case, you don't like physically go to anywhere in the map. It's like you're you're making a potion, you're making like a path with the ingredients uh, to get to the potion. Like the way you see, like if you're mixing well or not your potion is like it depends on where the little path icon in your map is going. And in a way, you can try to, you can make uh, potions with very basic ingredients and just get like, a, let's say, let's say a level one health potion. But if you line up the fast icon with the, um, with the markings on the map very well, you can get a level two or a level three potion. And it also depends on what base you're using because you can use a water base for your potions and you and you get one kind of map, or you can use an oil base and you get a very different map with different um, obstacles to clear or different kind of terrains, let's see, let's say. And, uh, and your ingredients, you have four types of like, four main categories of ingredients that are the fire ones or the fire elemental aligns that are the ones you will that will make your icon go to the left the work the water ones will make the icon go to the right the air ones will go the icon the icon go up and the uh, earth ones will make the icon go uh, self. And that way you will use different kind of ingredients, some that are like kind of like kind of like dual elements that will let you go in di diagonal or like that are like not quite classified as just one type of ingredient, like one type of element per ingredient. Now that I say it, like the gameplay when you play it, it looks quite simple, but when you have to explain it, it, it is actually quite complicated. You got to be there kind so, of game. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It sounds fun. It's been it on my radar of, for a while. Play it. It is on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, I know. I saw that. I was go, like, okay. Go get it. <laughs> yeah. I'll be real. Uh, I, uh, I had to look at which one of the potion games it was that came out like in the last couple of months. Because... <laughs> yeah. Literally, in three months of each other, there's this potion um, craft, potion permit, and potionomics. Potion tycoon is due out next year. Uh, just all the potion games all at once, out of nowhere. 
Um, I have to say Potionomics is the one I'm most interested in, but that's just because that's the one I played the demo of. Um, I feel like Game Pass is the perfect place for this kind of game because it does sound very um, particular about what it wants from you. Yeah. And I think those are the games yeah. where uh, having sort of an inbuilt audience and being able to just sort of go in free of expectations or cost is massive. Um, yeah. Yeah, I already put like seven hours on this game, I think. Mm-hmm. Only in one week or like in a couple of days because it has its grip like on me because it is so addictive. Like the way you have to explore the map, like basically explore the map with your ingredients. It's fascinating because you have to search all kinds of obstacles. You even have like ingredients that let let you like teleport from one part of the map to another. And let, let's say you don't fall into a whirlpool while you're trying to get to the invisibility of ocean or something like that. And the other things that you have to be aware that your reputation will fall if you don't sell a potion to um, a client or your reputation can fall if your client has um, bad intentions at the time they ask you for the potion because let's say that there's a witch that wants to eliminate someone with poison and you rather not be uh, involved on someone being unexisted or, or like killed or go poof not alive whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and the the thing is that if you sell that potion your reputation goes down because you you did something like not morally right and if you reject that client in particular, your reputation goes up. I haven't had a lot of those clients, to be fair, like only one or two. I think that's why I said this seems like strange horticulture, because that's a lot of like the, you know, the whole thing with strange horticulture. It's like who you're picking and who you give things to, like depends and stuff. Yeah. I feel like there there's this there's this genre of game that's coming out now. Yeah. <laughs> that is this genre. And it's great. Making potions. <laughs> making potions and taking care of your alignment yeah it's like what do you call it it's like the uh um the like for every kid who played a video game it was like why can't i run the store it's that game for them yeah you know? <laughs> like moonlighter and all that shit it's just yeah it's it's yeah it's fun though it's quite fun oh, and one last thing about the game i'm sorry because this game has taken over my life and i have to Clearly. tell you every single little thing about it and and you also you don't only make potions but you for the clients but you have to make potions to make um other items on your alchemy machine when you start the game you have a broken machine and you have to repair it once you get the the parts from the vendor that uh gives you like magic stuff um then you are able to make um things like void salt and i forgot the name of the other thing an albedo and those are crystals that you use 
as ingredients for other crystals. And like what and what I suspect is that you eventually are able to make the philosopher's stone, and that's more or less the end game. Or at least from what I experienced so far, that seems like uh, the end game for this one. And it's pretty cool because for the clients, you are always making the same kind of potions. And thank God there's like a, a recipe book where you uh, save your recipes and you can just click a button and have your potion made for you in like a second. Because there's, you do make a lot of potions in this game. It's the name of the game for, for fuck's sake, yeah. Um, but in this alchemy machine, you make combinations that are uncommon, like a potion that has five different effects, and some of them like are kind of like contradictory, which you don't sell to the client because the client wants their secondary effects on the potion complement the first one. Mm. And you once you fill like all the flask on the alchemy machine with the correct kind of potion because you're giving a recipe, then you're able to um make the alchemy frog of choice that you're trying to make and press it to the next one and you're giving a new recipe. So even though the main game loop is making potions and selling them to clients, the story is more is centered around trying to make this uh, alchemy uh, stones that uh, that eventually lead you to the to, to the big one, pretty much. So yeah, that's potion craft. <laughs> So it has seriously taken TikTok. over your life, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was my TikTok. I'll be here every <laughs> which way which day we're releasing this one on Sunday. Uh, I'll be here every Sunday. Every Christmas. Day. <laughs> every day. This is technically the Christmas episode. <laughs> oh man. And finally, one more. Sorry, one more, and I'll, I'll let you guys continue. And <laughs> um, the last one is Escape Academy. It oh, is yeah, I played this one game. with Abitage. This is a good game. Yeah, uh, we played the introductory section with my boyfriend. I got potion sick, so we had to stop. Uh. And I have to say, it, it, the especially the, the that first, um, the first part of the game was like being in an escape room, and that was pretty cool. That's all I have to say about it because we haven't got like very far in the game. Okay. Um, Rick, why don't you take it away, please? Yeah, sure thing. So most of the games I'm playing are going to sound familiar to people because it's broadly speaking the same set of games I was playing last time. Um, I've not played a lot more of Valkyrie Profile Lenith, but I have played a little bit more. Um, I do still like it. I do still have my reservations about finishing it. Um, I do still really want to finish it. I don't really know if I will. Um, it, there's a lot of clunkiness around it. It reminds me a lot, actually, of when I played FF7 for the first time. Um, although, to this game's credit, the combat is far more fluid and um, uh, snappy than FF7's um, sort of polygon-loading nightmare ever was. Um, 
but it, it's outside of the battles in the menus and moving in the sort of 2D world um, where things really do get bogged down a little bit. Um, so watch this space on that one, I guess. Um, played a little bit more of FF7 Remake. Still like it loads. Um, past couple of weeks, PS4 has been hard to just like carve time out to sit down in front of. So not a lot of progress there either, unfortunately. Um, the game I've probably made the most progress with is Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I am halfway through what I believe to be the last world on this game. Um, I've played a few challenge levels. Um, I've sort of sought out a few secret bits and bobs. Um, I think over the Christmas period, I'm possibly going to be playing the campaign co-op um, with my little brother. Uh, there's like some side... Did you ever dabble with these, Alex, the, the co-op missions? No, I never did. So, um... The way it seems, having never played with them, is essentially instead of you controlling a team of three, um, you split into two players. Um, each player controls two team members and you have to try and coordinate everything you're doing in like a separate set of campaign missions um, that unlock with each world that you complete. So looking forward to trying that one out. Um, everything positive I said about this game before still rings true. It is still excellently streamlined combat. Um, it still takes the best bits of XCOM and makes its own thing out of them. Um, since I last spoke about it, I unlocked Rabid Yoshi. Um, who's one of the one of the unlockable characters? He's been a blast to play. He's got like a little mini gun and he throws grenades. Um, and he's got an ability that makes people run out of cover, which it synergizes disgustingly well uh, with the Overwatch abilities that Mario and Luigi have, uh, especially if you put your points into those because they become so overpowered, um, and you can you can pull them way more than really you have any right to. Um, it's just a really good game. It's a really, really good game. Um, played a little bit more of Tokyo Jungle. I do have a feeling this might well be a an Alex special of try it, don't beat it. Um, I'm, I've, I've enjoyed my time with it, but I don't know that it's particularly got many fresh ideas beyond what I've seen. Um, I'd like to be proven wrong on that. It'd be a crying shame if I'm not, but that that's where I feel on it at the moment. Um, and then the last game I've played playing albeit I've only sort of played the opening, and this is a beautiful segue into Alex is currently playing because he's been playing it too. Um, the current How Long to Beat the Game Winner's Game, Citizen Sleeper. Um, what do you think of this one, Alex? How far have you got into it? I'm not super far into it, but like so far I'm digging it. Like I've done like a, a cycle or two, I think, or so. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still quite early on. Um, the mm -hmm. style's really cool though. I like the... Uh, I like the kind of world that I've seen thus far. Um, very interesting. I'm excited for the, the, I think investigations into like corporate culture gone mad. It's like, it's like a Blade Runner universe times 10 <laughs> um, mm -hmm. in terms of what can happen. But yeah, I, I dig it so far. I'm looking forward to uh, spending a little more time with it. This is one of those games that I'm, I'm hoping to kind of cuddle up over the holiday break with my, my laptop and just kind of, you know, how to pound it out because i don't think it's going to be a super long game um but yeah i'm liking it so far yeah it looks like it's only like five or six hours for a full playthrough um at least if memory serves um yeah how long to beat for my like main plus rush time is saying 624 so around 
five or six hour mark. Um, I do like that it's sort of dice rolls um, for your day. So for, for people who haven't seen this game, um, the concept is this. You are a, um, a sleeper. So someone who, if I'm understanding it right, signed away um, their uh, consciousness to be put on machines to be harvested for resources, a little bit like the pods in the Matrix with the humans in them. Uh, you have escaped and found your way to a sort of floating um, city called the Eye, and you are trying to become a citizen there, hence the name Citizen Sleeper. Um However, you can no longer rely on corporate meds to keep your body alive. Your body is slowly dying. You have to find alternate means to make that move. Um, and each day or cycle um, is dictated with you by your dice rolls. So you can pick activities to do, pick dice rolls with which to do them, and those dice rolls will um, predict the probability rather of a negative, successful, or very successful outcome. Um, and I like that risk-reward, the way it makes you really agonize even at this early stage over um where you're going to expend your effort and how you're going to allocate yourself and your resources um the writing so far has been phenomenal as well yeah. i think i possibly didn't realize going in just how text heavy this game was going to be it is very text heavy like on a scale of one to disco elysium you're probably talking like an eight and a half yeah it's really um, close honestly <laughs> <laughs> I was but playing and I was like, writing. okay, I see you, Disco, in here. <laughs> and I have to say I'm quite glad I didn't plump for the Switch version when it was on sale for exactly that reason, because I can't imagine that that amount of dialogue is super fun to read on a little um, Switch screen. But the writing is really good, which is really important because that is what you're going to be spending most of your time consuming. Um all of that caveated with, I think, for both of us, still very early days on this one. Yeah. Um, so that is it for me. Um, Alex, you've got two more, unless you want to sort of say anything else about <sighs> Citizen Sleep before you move on to them. No, I don't think I have much more to say. Um, I think the dice stuff's interesting too, but I'm sure I'll have more in the coming weeks. Um, mm. Or delving deeper. Yeah, uh, I'm playing... Uh, so I've gotten a fair bit further in Persona 5 Strikers. Like, I'm probably around the halfway point um oh. or well actually that might be saying a lot because i don't i don't bus every single day and that's where i play this game i solely play it on the bus um and i'm basically in like the second of the like major areas um put it that way so uh still really enjoying it combat's still really fun genuinely challenging at points um some of the boss fights you really do have to like strategize pretty decently and your your teammates are fairly intelligent um as far as ai go um they don't pull off like you know like they're pretty good about like playing the kind of roles that their characters are meant to sort of play um in terms of like you know an action rpg kind of grouping um while it is you know like kind of an action game it, it reminds me of ta the new tales game a little bit um it's like you know how like jrpgs are kind of they're 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 pushing towards this um semi like real-time action with still some pausing uh, kind of combat systems like Final Fantasy VII, which to be fair, I think is a really smart move because it's super yeah. fucking fun. Um, so I've really been enjoying that. And that's more what this combat system is, which is why I think it elevates it up above some of those like Muso fighters and stuff. Because yes, you are fighting waves and waves of enemies, 
but there are very specific enemies within them that they make much bigger and just feel weightier when you're like hitting into them that it does feel like you're actually fighting against a couple specific units while just mashing the rest of them so that i think is what makes it really strong and like the bosses are always much bigger sometimes you're only focused on them so it's got a real sense of variety to it that i think is like really good so interestingly enough i think i'm like kind of enjoying this a little more than the original game um but that might just be because of my own sort of personal preferences i think the original game is obviously far more ambitious in scope which is fair that's what that game is all about and this one is is a little more like dialed in the investigation segments are still fucking stupid though that i will say it's not an investigation they just ask you to walk around and you have to like find some people who are like chatting it's fucking sucks it's it's very bad um easily the worst part of the game but uh yeah that's that's persona 5 strikers high recommend um perfect to play on switch if you're going around though be warned you will feel those loading times they are long and i can't really begrudge them it looks really good on the switch so they've probably done some wizardry to make it you know function so well on there especially with the amount of enemies on the screen i've never seen slow down when there's tons of enemies so they're doing something right um i'll I'll, you know i'll bite the load times for for whatever wizardry they pulled (laughs) um looking at you pokemon uh but anyway (laughs) um I also started playing Halo Infinite because I realized those bastards, they just totally axed the couch co-op. They said they were going to do it. And then like a few months ago, they were like, we're not going to do that. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I was waiting to play this with my partner because she loves the Halo games. So actually, we're probably going to play the Halo games all over again uh, this Christmas break because she was like, all I want to do over the Christmas break is play those Halo games with you. And I was like, really? Okay, sweet. Because <laughs> mm. um, she's like, watch me play it. But we might play Gears of War. We're going to see. I might convince her to do something something new. But uh, anyway, it, it, it's it's very fun. Like, I don't, I don't know how to talk about Halo because one, I'm extremely biased on this. And two, it, like, does anyone fucking understand what's going on in the Halo games? Like, does anyone have any idea what the fucking plot is of the Halo games? Because... I have, like, I, and this is coming from someone who literally just played all of those games again within the last, like, year and a half. I played them recently. I started this game, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Who's this one? Why do we give a shit about Cortana? What's going on? Like, I just could not understand. I don't know if I've played the fifth one, though, actually, thinking about it. I'm not sure if I have. I know I've played the fourth, but the fifth, I don't think I had couch co-op, so... That thus, thus, I did not play it because my I'm playing with my partner, and I'm like, well, we don't have two fucking Xboxes. Like, you know, some people still do play at home. Um, so anyway, uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It makes no sense. I don't understand any of it. It's really fun though. The combat is amazing. Uh, the open world design that they've done is like they've they've married the best of both worlds, where it's still like kind of traditional Halo missions, but you can just fuck off and go do a lot of stuff and like zip around with your grappling hook. It's a smart way of doing it. Honestly, my only real complaint with the game is that I don't think they went further, far enough with this. And the like missions type stuff where you have to go into the fucking alien ships are easily the worst part of the game and the most boring part of the game. Uh, but they, I feel like they always have been in Halo games and that's just something like 
for me personally, I really love when you're in a Halo game and you have a big open map and you're just trying to get across and figure out the best way of doing that. That's always been Halo at its best to me, not the cramped corridors. But I also understand that the cramped corridors is like a part of Halo. That's just like how it is. Um, mm. But anyway, I, uh, I'm i really, really digging it. It's it's challenging, honestly. Like It is one of those games where the enemy, they they will hit you. And I'm playing on normal and they have good aim, you know? It's not one of those ones where you're like, everyone's missing. It's like, no, they have decent tactics, not great, but they will put like a, give, you, give you a challenge, especially as you're starting the game and getting back into the kind of hang of Halo. Because Halo is a really different shooter, right? Like with the shield systems and stuff, which I know games kind of, anyway, it's just different. So yeah, I'm liking it. Uh, I've been doing a bunch of, you know, running off, looking around the map to get special stuff and upgrade because you can like upgrade your equipment and whatnot um because you get a bunch of different types of equipment you have like a thruster you have your grappling hook of course which i gotta say fuck yeah man whoever designed that fucking grappling hook deserves a raise because that shit is excellent like it connects so beautifully and like has like oh because if you if you hit a guy with it, you'll pull yourself towards that dude and you get an upgrade that shocks them while you're doing it. So it just launches you toward them and you could just punch them as you come in and it is fucking excellent. It feels so good. You just zoom it all over the place. So yeah, it's Halo Infinite. I highly recommend it. I'm playing it on an Xbox. I'm sure I would it would be better on PC, but I gotta be honest with you, Halo, I ne- I've never felt like it was the pinpoint shooter, you know? Like, headshots matter, but... It's never been a game about, like, you got to get right on the head there. Like, it's more about the moving around and playing around. And it wouldn't feel right to me not to play it on my TV. It's just, it's Halo. I got it. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's let's move on now. <laughs> you all can't see this, but it's very late for poor Rick. And he, he's holding on as, uh, as well as he can. I, I'm also <laughs> running on two hours sleep, which is partially oh, my God. own fault. So I'm doing my bestest. Well, let's let's move along then to our topic for this week, which is our 2023 goals and a reflection of 2022 mm. and how that went. Um, and I did something. I went and I listened back to our old episode and I, I kind of wrote down all of what we wanted to have happen <laughs> this year. And I actually think decently across the board, I think we did actually do a, a fair number of the things that, uh, we wanted to. I mean, I know in my on my end, I did everything I wanted. So <laughs> I was uh, my big thing was I had the new laptop coming, so I knew I wanted a PC game like crazy. I was the Oculus Quest Two was coming. I wanted to play Half Life Alex and RE Four, and then I wanted to dive into PC Game Pass and hit up some of the games that I've missed. And so going back to it, I was like, yeah, I did all those things. I played a shit ton of PC games this year. Um, still continually doing it. I think every week i've had some kind of pc game to talk about um went real hard on pc gaming earlier in the year too and when i was stuck in you know other uh because i had so much traveling this year it was like the perfect year because mm. i had to go live with uh Susie in other places and so uh having that pc my god was that thing a godsend one thing is i still haven't beat half-life alex i'm still playing it like i i'm i'm i haven't beaten it yet though i don't know why i play like an hour or so of it at a time and then it's very easy to jump back into though um so i I think i'm just kind of like letting myself slowly enjoy it because it's very good i did beat re4 though and it was a chef's kissed beauty so good Hmm. it was so good it's that i will (laughs) never play like 
the old RE4, that's the only way I'm playing it. When the remake comes out, yeah, for sure I'll be playing that shit. But nah, man, easily the best way to play RE4. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I I accomplished my I would say fairly modest goals of playing games on PC and <laughs> and uh, and my quest. Um, but what what who which one of you wants to jump in and talk about what your dreams were in, for 2020? I'll jump in because actually when you've made a note of uh of the things that i wanted to do this year you missed off a lol at the end because i've been pretty pathetic at getting most of them <laughs> um so <laughs> fair <laughs> there's a few i've had some like mild success with so i did play a little bit of ham ham heartbreak before i retired it um <laughs> <laughs> but you played it so that counts i did i played seven game pass games so taking advantage of the free game pass that I've currently got has absolutely been a thing that's happened. Um, and I have actually cleared a bunch of the Steam games off my desktop, albeit most of those have then been replaced by other ones, which sort of defeats the object. But there has been progress made on that front. Um, in terms of what I didn't do, I didn't play a lick of Disco Elysium. Um <laughs> <laughs> didn't play a link between worlds didn't play fire emblem awakening um and do you know what the switch has been a big part of this because uh this time last year i'd i'd been told yeah you're going to borrow the switch um to play astral chain and you know if you're quick box box boy and box girl um and then you know a couple months passed by i've played those games and uh the friend who lent me the switch said i kind of forgot you had that do you want to uh give me 80 quid and we'll just say it's yours <laughs> nice <laughs> thus i ended up with a switch and um, my, girlfriend and <laughs> lost, uh, my girlfriend and i've gone splits on an oled so um we have also got ring fit and mario kart and the whole setup also for me specifically um my employer has a um uh, like a bonus structure that allows you to redeem points for, among other things, uh, Nintendo eShop points. So, oh my God, have I thrown way too much money Nintendo's way and I've got way too many physical and digital games. Um, <laughs> the, the Switch has kind of taken over my 2022. It's the single um, biggest console for completions this year um single biggest platform behind pc and um i've got loads and loads of games to play it well beyond um what i've already started playing which is a, a little bit terrifying by contrast um so that that's buying as little as possible kind of blown although <laughs> the most recent steam sale the most recent steam sale i didn't buy a single game which is how do you god the, fir <laughs> the first time that's happened in like four years anyway um by contrast uh one of my big targets uh for 2022 was to um play more ps3 and wii games um i played two wii games one of those being link's crossbow training and the other being the, the Castlevania Rebirth game on an emulator, not even on actual Wii hardware. Um, I played a few PS3 games, so I'm going to sort of call that a success. I mean, hey, you um, played a few, so yeah, I think it counts. I played a few, yeah. Um, are we bundling what we want to do next year into this? I thought I feel we'd do like... that after, maybe. 
Yes, I was going to yeah. say. I feel like if you did, you just said, "I want to do more of the same." That's why I was struggling to remember what you'd said. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, let, let's more or less leave it there. Um, so I think I've covered all yeah. of the bases there. What were your expectations for twenty twenty two, Paula? Well, first of all, I said, hey, I have 240 games in my, in my backlog. I want it to be like 20, uh, 230 or less by the end of the year. And how did we do As my backlog currently sits, it is 236 games. So, less It's not a lot more, less. So, that's not bad. Yeah, like I think it's the first. It's not the first year in a while, but that where the total game count is less at the end of the year than at the start of the year. But it's still it's still progress, I think. I'd say so. Um, the other one says a finished genealogy of the Holy War, Blazing Blazing Blade. Anything else? I assume Fire Emblem is yeah. bonus. I did play a lot of Fire Emblem. You did. Four games that, well, technically two, one divided on three because Fates. Hmm. And Awakening. I played all of those, but I didn't finish Genealogy of the Holy War. <laughs> I haven't touched Tracia, and I think I got two extras campaign on Lacing Blade. Ah, uh, yeah, there you go. So... Yeah. So kind of. <laughs> kind of. I mean, I, I did you, you totally completed the objective you didn't set for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like you kind of completed it in a themey way, but not in a real way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The other one was used the GBA more. The word GBA has been the last couple of months just collecting dust. The only games that I play has been Pokemon Leaf Green and Paramount Blazing Blade, so which is there funny because last year the only thing you had played was a Pokemon game as well <laughs> on the GBA. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. It says I want to play all the gifts I got for Christmas and throw uh, throughout the year. And yeah, no, I didn't get to all the gifts I got for Christmas. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Keep up with all my releases. Work, <laughs> work. Um. I actually did keep up like at the start of the year with the autumn releases, but at some point I was kind of broke and I couldn't even like get the game. And in the cases that I got the game, I haven't played the game. Like you Fury <laughs> 1926, I've been wanting to play that game, but since I haven't seen my Otoma friend, I can't start the game because I told her I will wait for her to have the game first. And I have her game. So there you go. Uh, so that was an utter failure. Uh, I want to get into Dark Souls this year. I got into Dark Souls. I only defeated the first boss of the first game. But again, progress. Progress. And the final one, I won't buy any more Japanese imports unless it is multi-language or a super steep discount. I haven't bought, I haven't import. I haven't imported any games from Japan. I have imported ja manga from Japan, but this isn't the thing we're talking about here. This is a gaming podcast, not a manga podcast. So I call that success. So that would be it for me. Nice. 
Okay. Well, we we had pretty mixed. I I didn't set myself a ton of expectations last year, which I think helped. Um, <laughs> that's the trick. Don't don't expect too much from yourself, and then you're good. <laughs> don't shoot for the moon and fall among the stars. Shoot for like the grassy knoll nearby and like land it president. perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the grassy knoll. I just say. All right. So. <laughs> um, uh, you teed it up. Uh, because you landed it perfectly. So anyway, let's let's keep going here. Enough JFK joke. It's been a long time. This wasn't supposed to be this spicy. <laughs> so too soon. It's still raw, Alex. It's still raw. Exactly. <laughs> so raw. Uh, let's talk about our expectations for this coming year. Because I, when I think about like what I want for this year, I, I want to play through all the playdate games once you get your playdate. Um, that's that's a big one. Soon, hopefully. Yeah, it should be soon. Actually, shouldn't it? Yeah. It's, I'm like bang in the middle of like the the thirty to forty thousand window, so hopefully in the next sort of six to eight weeks, it's coming my way. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, well, I really want to play through them because like I was enjoying it for the most part, and then I just stopped because I was like, you know what? I think half the enjoyment of this is getting to talk about the games. Um, so I was like, I'm just gonna wait until Rick's got it because then we could just actually chat, and then I feel more motivated to actually play them. Um, cause yeah. I was really enjoying my play date when I got it earlier this year. I just haven't touched it in a long time. Cause I'm just waiting, which is also fine. Cause there's no rush. <laughs> um, nope. I waited a long time for the play date in general. It's all good. <laughs> uh, I also think like, I was trying to think to myself, like I, I, I do think one goal I, I have that I would like to, uh, to kind of hit through here is like, I want to get back into some of my other handhelds again. Like there's a bunch of DS and 3DS games that I really want to play. Um, and I did pretty good this year. Like I played a fair number, but I really want to like hit into that more, um, especially because I've my gaming time has been sort of like not like shrunk or anything, but it's just I've been enjoying painting a lot. So with my war gaming and stuff, um, I'm uh, you know what I mean. I'm like, all right, I I want to use my time as efficiently as humanly possible. <laughs> and I still want to play one Game Pass game a month though, which I definitely did this year. I, I played more than that i think but it just makes it feel like you're getting your uh your money's worth even though it's maybe money's worth. yeah i don't know that's that's all i have i don't have very exciting goals for this year because uh I, I there's actually not many like big gaming white whales for me at this point um like yakuza was a big one and i'm basically through yakuza and i'm uh, kind of on my way to beating all of the yakuza games so <laughs> maybe that's the other goal finish the other four that i've missed this year before playing the new ones what about you two so i mean a lot of my goals are very similar to last year's goals um one because they were good goals and two because i didn't really achieve them so um <laughs> still want to keep picking away at pc games um clear what's on my hard drive well on my ssd um clear the desktop sort of lists of, of shortcuts of games that i'm meant to play immediately and then soon and then eventually um i want to play handhelds that aren't switch uh, like you, I've got lots of DS and 3DS and PSP and Vita and GBA um, games that are absolutely ones I want to get around to. Um, and I need to be maybe a little bit more ruthless about making the time for that to happen. Um, I like what you're doing, Power, with trying to get a net negative of games. So I think in terms of of where I'm at, I'm probably going to aim to buy less games than I complete in 2023 um and then in terms of a couple of other wild cards 
Um, pretty sure my PS3 has got a dodgy disk drive. So um, sort of one-two combo on that one of making playing my PS3 games a bit more of a priority, but also um, potentially a little hardware project, get a new disk drive and swap that out if it comes to that. Um, and then finally, um, because there's some bloody great games on there and people don't necessarily touch on it, um, I would like to make more of an effort to explore Netflix's gaming library. Um, yeah, they've been doing some shit, huh? They have, and the first one that jumps out at me, and this is one I'm going to start with in January, um, it kind of stealth-released in September, and I've seen some press coverage of preview stuff, but nothing since it actually launched. Um, a game called Desta uh, by Us2 Games, the makers of the Monument Valley games. Um, it's like a, a spirit dodgeball sort of thing that's the arena for your character to like confront their past traumas and, and demons and um, a, things that they're holding on to in, in their mentality, um, you know, things they wish they'd done differently in their past. Um, seems really cool, kind of interesting that it's set in a very specific region in the UK. Um, and that's something that they've kind of tried to build into um, the world of the game. Um, there's various other sort of big games that are worth experiencing there and I might not have touched otherwise. So um, Before Your Eyes, that's one that people always bang on about. Um, Spiritfarer, Into the Breach. Um, they've got Exploding Kittens, the board game, as a Netflix app, which I've never played the board game, but it's a good excuse to give it a try. It's like a little um, game. Yeah, yeah. so obviously Netflix are, are pouring a lot of money into this and I would like to make more of an effort to try and engage with what they're putting out um, and see if any of it's any good this coming year. Um, yeah, I suppose that's me. Um, particular focus is obviously um, handhelds other than Switch, legacy stuff um, and just clearing out PC games generally. Um, yeah. What about you, Paula? Well, uh, first of all, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is coming out on May 12th, so I want to One say, goal for I this think? year, play games before May 12th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Uh, uh, I want to play uh, some Zelda games like from in chronological order like order of release so right now i'm at Zelda 2 the adventure link on the second path i want to see if i can get the release to the 3d games um uh, before i am 12 which is gonna be an ordeal but i'm gonna try it regardless um I think after Zelda 2, I'm going to go with A Link to the Past, and then I'm going to go with Link's Awakening, Ocarina of Time, and My Year's Week. Up until then, I think I could be a hot camper, but I still want to get to some of the games that I haven't even doubled on yet. Like the Oracle games and the Minish Cup, but let's see how how far I can get. Definitely playing Minish Cup, that's a classic. a saga that I want to play that I've been I wanted to start this this year, but 
there has been a little issue with the latest release of the Science Adventure games, um, where the um, uh, Chaos Head Noah, which is the first game of the, is technically the first game of Science Adventures, has a release right now. It has released at this point in time, but the localization is kind of busted and it has like some game ending bugs, game breaking bugs, sorry. And seven alone on the true ending of the game, which a lot doesn't like. So I am waiting for the patch from the, commit the committee of zero. They're trying to fix the Steam version. And right now they are finishing up the patch. So I will wait for that one and then start the Science Adventure series. So that would be in order of release, Chaos Head, Saints Gate, um, Robotic Notes. I want to say Saints Gate Zero or no, Chaos Child, Saints Gate Zero and Robotic Notes Touch. Mm. And then the other Saint Kate games that are um phenogram of something about the phenogram. Let me check real quick because I forgot the name of the game. Oh no, I'm such a bad fan. Um oh never mind. Uh not gonna look for it right now. But the I'm gonna call them like this Saints Kids more fan discord fan content for uh that is currently available on Steam. Mm. And also I want to get my backlog to 225 games or less. And right now I have 39 ongoing games. And like your pardon? Yeah, like I have 30 game, 39 games that I started, plan to finish, but I haven't finished. So I want to try to like close some of those, like finish some of those uh, before starting like another 30 or so games and not finish them. And one of the games that I really want to finish, and I think if I'm going to finish like one game during the year, which I'm going to finish more games, but if I had to finish one game during the year, that's going to be Dark Souls, the, the original one for PC. So okay. let's see if at the end of the year, Souls has left my backlog one way or another. Uh, I think those are my goals. Like besides just trying to finish the games that I've started and just play some games and hopefully have more completion this year, I don't have any other goals. I have got one more I do want to throw into the ring. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't think of this when we were talking about it initially. So at the moment, I have like five series playthroughs that are ongoing um three of those are ones that conceivably shouldn't take massive amounts of time to finish um specifically those are the mana series um i've only got um like the ps1 and forward of those left to play um so five of those and that's it uh, metal slug where i've got six seven um the mobile spin-offs and tactics to play and the treasure games 
there's a fair few of them, but they're all, you know, not massive undertakings. Um, so I'd like to try and finish all three of those in 2023. Um, and I would like to make some headway. I, you know, play at least one of the games in the other two. Specifically, they are um, Etrian Odyssey and Shin Megami Tensei. And Shin Megami Tensei specifically of, of the ones that I presently own. It's not like every Shin Megami Tensei game that's ever existed. I was going to say, fuck. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, because those are a lot of games. I'm, I'm being realistic with that one. Um, but I do want to dabble in a couple of the old ones on that. I mean, in terms of what's coming up there, um, Persona Q is kind of the next up on both of those lists. Um, and then I bloody well need to get back to Persona 5 Royal. Um, and then I've got four Apocalypse, Persona, um, should we go to say five should be in there somewhere? Persona Q2, um, Synchronicity, which is like the um, um, browser game that they made for a while there. Jack Bros on the Virtual Boy. Um, it's, it's not all of them, but it's like all of the ones that are of interest to me, shall we say. Um, so that's my last addendum onto mine. Um, have either of you guys got anything you want to add on to your um, aims for next year? Or No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I could always talk about, like, you know, I want to beat those Majora's Masks and all those games that I keep saying I'm going to beat and never do, but <laughs> I've given up on that. I know it's not happening. Mm. <laughs> so I'm not even going to pretend. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, then, shall, shall that we case. move along to... How long to beat the game? Um, I believe it is my turn uh, because I think, uh, Rick, you did it last time, didn't you? Uh, I did. I can't remember whether yeah. we were like going up and then switching up and then switching up or whether we were going down and then switching down. I mean, as long as we all do the same amount of hostings, it's fine. Yeah, I'll just, um, I can do this one. No worries. Who did, who did 97? Because that would be the indicator um 97 was powerless so yeah so this makes yes sense. you are right it is you yeah it is you that's right okay then um rev your engines and vroom, vroom. no we actually did that one before okay um <laughs> what do we have here mm. okay interesting i've never heard of this we have a game called everything from 2017 an interactive experience where everything you see is a thing you can be from animals to planets to galaxies and beyond. This was like a proper YouTuber bait game. I know nothing about it besides that fact. Mm. Shit. Oh, okay. You're um, going to have to tell me how long this game is as well as... Um, as well as what you think um, the rating is on how long to beat to the closest like point. So like, not just like, yeah, just give me the rating out of a hundred. <laughs> is it like, oh, out of a hundred. Okay. Okay. Right, my scores are in. Okay. 
you got all of them in already. Not bad, not bad, not bad. It, it's, it's more or less guesswork, to be fair. Um, I wasn't quite listening. What was for this question? The rating? Yeah, what's the rating on how long to be? Okay. So, let's go Only time will tell. I should look for some gameplay on YouTube. I mean, all my scores are in now, so it's much of a muchness, but... Yeah, actually, look it up, because I have no idea what this game is. The The description didn't really help me much. Um, I'm not going to say what's in my head, purely because I don't want to give Paola any hint. <laughs> well, you sure? Um, I'm sure. I thought about it, but no. Gave it a good consider. Um... Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully there's a movie called Everything, Everything from 2017 as well. So Everything Game 2017. Hmm. There you go. Okay, we've got them. As I'm trying I sent it to Alex, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you better hope you sent it to me. <laughs> Alrighty, so here we go. It is time for the time. The results. Um, Paula has said three hours and 30 minutes. Rick has said three hours. It is, in fact, three hours and nothing more. So that is a point to Rick. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I hit the mic there. I didn't mean to do that. Sure, sure. <laughs> I don't know why I'd be suspicious. But... Why'd you hit the mic? Um, okay, so. It was my plan all along. <laughs> uh, main plus. Rick has said four hours. Paula has also said four hours. So you both get a point. It's five and a half hours. Ooh. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, non unclimactic. Uh, Paula has said 100% is seven hours. Rick has said 100% is eight hours. It is actually 15 and a half hours. What? Damn. Yeah, it's pretty How? pretty long. Um, yes. Okay. I don't know. It has far less um, than the others times submitted, but I guess you could be a lot of things in this game, so maybe that's how they're counting it. I don't know. You can be everything in this game. It's true. Um, the last one here. This is the rating. Rick has said 69%, and Paula has said nice. 70%. Oh! Um, yeah. The rating is, in fact, 69%. No! Yeah. I was about to be cheeky. That's why you picked it. All right. Oh, there you go. Well, there. That's the standings for this week. It's uh, currently Rick with 11, me with 7, Paula with 4. Could all change next week, though. You just never know. Um, well, playful. Exactly. That's it for this week and really for this year of uh how long to beat podcast cuz well actually yeah, I know probably the next episode will release in the new year. Um maybe it'll release the day before, who knows. Either way, it's almost the end. <laughs> You'll probably be listening to it in 2023. That is very accurate. Yeah. Well. Good night everybody. <laughs> Merry New Year and a happy Christmas. Yes, happy Christmas. Bye.